Hi, and welcome to this six-part podcast on the power of the written and spoken word with our very special guest, writer, poet, and performance artist, Cecily Holland, author of All Who Sail In Us, Cecily, welcome. In this fifth episode, Cecily talks to us about inclusivity and mental health in the writing community. So why is it important to give people a voice? Well... It's absolutely vital, um, as we all know, really. But in this country, it's just it's just so class riddled that it's it's strangled, not just stifled. It's strangled so many people and so many people's voices that it's it's a tragedy. It's an absolute tragedy. And I think that the the um, this class system uh, needs to topple completely. I think it's I think it's a I think it's the basics, the basis of a lot of the problems in this country and the structure of, of it um, is all based on putting people down and uh, getting other people to do to do the, you know, the work for them and the horrible things to them. And it's all done by words. Words are so powerful. And if you don't know what a word means as well, people like laugh at you and, and rip you to pieces. And, and it's really cruel. And, you know, people don't... If you say, like, it's taken me a lot, a lot of guts to actually say to people, if I don't understand a word... Um, I now say I don't know what you mean, and so they like look at me like I've got quite often like I've got six heads, um, but I just uh, like the, they don't understand what I'm talking about, and I say I don't know what that word means. Sometimes I say I don't know, I don't actually know what that word means. So then they go, oh, 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 right, okay, uh, and you can see all these different fl- things flashing through the head, and I can't abide to look at them or to see it because I, you know what I mean. It just annoys me too much. So. I sort of just skate around it, really. Um, I, actually, I don't even do that. I just ignore them or just get on with what I'm, what I want or what I'm doing. I avoid people like that quite often. And people don't. People slowly, slowly, but it is very slowly getting over themselves. And particularly young people, I've noticed it a lot with younger people. Um, they are. And I'll meet people, when I used to be in Lancaster, I'll meet people the same age as me or even younger than me, but not that much younger. And they would, and, I, and I would sort of see them around town or whatever, this social thing and blah, blah. And I didn't particularly like them. I'd sort of tolerate them if you like. I wouldn't choose them as friends. I didn't, I didn't dislike them, but I didn't think that too much of them. And I couldn't have a decent conversation with them. And then, and it's happened quite, just the last ten, five, ten years or so. And then I'd bump into them somewhere and they would have their grown-up child with them. And the child would be so different to them. And I used to almost, I used to almost feel like laughing in the parents' faces. I used to think, you see, this is what you're supposed to be like. And point to the child, you know, and it, and it, and it happened regularly. It, their children have changed a lot. Their voices have changed, their views, their way that they are with working class people. Uh, they're much nicer. They are. They are not. They don't patronise. They or, or not knowingly. Not very often they don't. And um, and when I go to events, when I go to perform, they are much more. Say the person who's doing the organising, doing the emceeing, is they seem to be much more inclusive and and nicer to people. And you know, it's not just like, well, you get up here and blah blah blah. So it's changing. It's changing uh, for the better, thankfully. But it's taken a hell of a long time and, and, a, and a hell of a lot of suffering as, from people 
from working class people and uh, and and also another group of people who are getting a look in and uh, beginning to benefit from uh, more access to the written word are people with mental health issues and as we all know uh, or we should all we should all know if we're not blinkered there's a massive mental health crisis happening in this country it's huge and and it's so sad as well and and i think i feel like i'm crying actually and i think that you know it's so good that people are getting a voice and and, and I, I go to some of these spoken word events and people get up on stage and they just get up and they just stand up and they just say whatever they want and it's incredible i went to this event quite a few years ago must be about five or six years ago in, in lancaster again where i used to live it was a big 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 do and it was called a mad hatter's ball and anyone and everyone just got up and just spoke and this one bloke he was really quite cool looking quite sort of doody type and well dressed and trendy and everything and nobody everyone was just seemed to say him an equal and he got up and he just said this poem and i was doing the M- the mc in and he just got up and his poem was called that man and it was about a man who'd gone off with his partner with his girlfriend and it had absolutely destroyed him and he really broken him and he got up and he just did this poem and it was fantastic and i just thought how wonderful and everyone was just like sitting there and look smiling and knowing what he was saying and nodding and applauding him and you know comforting him it was just wonderful it was just it was the best thing ever and and i and i it started at, at um half past eight i think it was meant to start at so i got there at half seven an hour before thinking usually when I, events like that there's nobody there there's only people setting up chairs and what have you and i got there there must have been about 20 people all sat there an hour before it was about to open and um and i was there in all my emceeing gear and, and people were just like looking at me and I was thinking oh I, didn't, I couldn't work out what was happening what, what they were all doing there and this woman who'd arranged it all she came up to me and she said oh I'd like you to intru- I'd like to introduce you to such a body and so I went round to each person and spoke to everybody and they'd just come early because they were so scared of coming and getting up and speaking or just being there or just listening to other people and she this one made it so lovely and inclusive that they all came and, and she introduced me to each one and it was just it was just wonderful it was one of the best nights ever and i thought wow you know and i did another one at um in the grand theater in lancaster and that was to raise awareness of mental health and it was all and it was full it was sold out big theater and and that was really brilliant as well it was like people but the, the audience were different they were just real and and i was like chatting with people and I, when I do MC or poetry, and I, I don't like to have this gap between me and the audience. I like it. I mean, obviously, it's a physical one, but I don't like it to be this barrier between us. I always be very aware of it myself because uh, it makes me feel better, um, and as well. And I don't. I think it's quite rude not not to be ha- to be have it open. So I uh, at that one at the Grand Theatre, I was chatting. People were saying things like, "Oh yeah, love." I know, I know that. Like someone said, and I go, do you love? It's blah, 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 blah. So we ended up just chatting like that. And it was, it was great. It was such a 
good atmosphere and a, such a good feeling because people had opened up. It was it was real. It was genuinely real. And I just feel like that's the way that society should be. We should be like that. We shouldn't have all these horrible barriers. We should people just get up and just say what they think, whatever's in the mind, and you know, it's it's, it's not like that. It's, it's it's too unreal. How do you? include all groups within your writing and how do you want them to kind of bring their ideas and opinions to poetry as well? Well, I think the fact that I am working class, people feel included, hopefully, because they can hear me and they they will assume that I'm not going to put them down or exclude them. And then because I'm a lesbian as well, that's, that's... quite a powerful thing um, to be out there and to to um, be quite open and, and free and I do think some pe- some people get homophobic comments but I never do I don't think anyone dares to do that to me <laughs> no I'm only joking but no but I do think because I'm quite mouthy and and I think that it's it's good it, it's taken a long long time for me to feel included I was going to say centuries then it was like centuries just to have a voice and to, and to speak it's just it's brilliant and not just within like when I lived in again back to when I lived in in the north we we used to have these spoken these words uh, lavender lounge nights and people would get up and it was mostly lesbian but it wasn't it was it was women but it was mostly lesbian but some straight women would come as well and it was such a lovely lovely uh, venue and a lovely atmosphere Uh, that was one of my favourite things to go to But, but I would like that to be bigger and to have more it just felt really like almost comfortable and and a laugh and entertaining I, I i do think women have struggled to be included massively and particularly lesbians have struggled massively to be included and, and not have a voice there's hardly any lesbian books been written over the years at all the first book when i first started discovering fighting to come out as a lesbian which was very very extremely difficult back in the 70s, mid-70s. Somebody gave me the book um, The Well of Loneliness by Radcliffe Hall, which was, and she wrote in the 1920s, which was barred, banned, and it was a massive court case and everything. It was absolutely crazy. And it was the most, and, and the, the most outrageous part of it, wording, the, the sex in it was, that night they were not parted. So, I mean, that's pornographic, isn't it, you know? But um, but that's a really dark, very dark, horrible, very depressing book. And when I read that book, I just thought, Jesus, killing myself rather than being a lesbian. It was pretty heavy going. But that was the times, and it, it's vital again to be included, everybody, whoever you are, come in, come in, come in. The doors always open. That's what I'd like. I'd like to thank Cecily Holland for her amazing contribution to this podcast series. And a thank you to her publicist, Caroline Brennan, for setting this all up. You can find more about Cecily's work on Amazon and Instagram. See you in the next episode on the power of the written and spoken word. Thanks for listening.